بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين على اله وصحبه اجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته As mentioned by Sheikh Amtiyaz, Jazawah Khairan in the introduction, tonight, inshallah, we're concluding this great verse of Kitab al-Tawheed. After, mashallah, about 80-something of verse of Tawheed, we're concluding this, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put this in our scale in the Judgment Day. So we'll be happy to see that we have been meeting in this masjid. Remember, brothers, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have told us already that the mu'mins who were running in this dunya to serve the deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will meet in Jannah. And they will discuss these cases they have been through. They will discuss what they have been doing in dunya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, about these people, inna kunna qablu fi ahlina mushfiqeen. فَمَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا وَوَقَانَا عَذَابَ السَّمُومِ They are discussing about what they have been doing in dunya. How they were discussing their lives. The deen of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم discussing how many troubles they are facing to practice this deen. How many troubles they are facing to be in the right track of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم. Let me remind you of the hadith of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم when he said بَدَأَ الْإِسْلَامُ غَرِيبًا وسيعود غريبا كما بدأ فطوبى للغرباء. Islam started a very strange deen. Everybody was astonished. What is this deen? What is man calling for? They were so amazed, so astonished. When Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم started to them, you are only supposed to worship one God. So they were amazed. أجعل الآلهة إلها واحدة إن هذا لشيء عجاب. Pretty amazing. He's making the God as a one Ishhada. So they are so amazed. That's why Islam started Gharib. Gharib means stranger. Very strange. And it will come back, as Muhammad said in this hadith, it will come back again as another strange deen. Not because Muslims will be very limited. No. Muslims are millions, but billions. But actually, this is not the case. Just to say I'm a Muslim, this is not enough. Gharib huna, those people who are going to practice Islam as Muhammad Sallallahu told them. These are the ghuraba. These are the ghuraba who are practicing the deen the way of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But if you see majority of Muslims, as another, one of the old ancestors, they told us, they said if Muhammad Sallallahu comes from his grave and look to these Muslims, they will know nothing about them except their salah. And even our salah now, Allah Musta'an, as you can see. Do we really, do we really walk in the path of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Do we really follow the deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Or is it only just claims we are saying that we are Muslims and proofs are here. Proofs are very clear to us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is punishing us now with the enemies of Islam. If we were in the right track of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we'll be leading the world to, to its happiness. But we are not leading, we are led by the world, by the Kafirin. We are punished in everywhere in this world. In India, in Kashmir, in Shishan, in Philippines, in everywhere in this world, we are punished by the Kafirin because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to wake up 
and see what the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We have to come back. We have to come back to Quran and Sunnah. We have to come back to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The back of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Otherwise, we will continue receiving punishment of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. This is not to say, oh, khalas, no need. No. Why I'm saying this is because I, myself and you, brothers, need really to read, read this Quran. Read the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. See where we are. Where we are short, we will go and try to do it. Where, where we are doing good, we'll continue. And when we discussed the case of Tawheed monotheism, we said that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spent almost half of his da'wah time. Ten years, complete ten years of all his da'wah, which is twenty-three years, talking about nothing, nothing but la ilaha illallah. No salah, no salah, no hajj, no zakah. Why? Why? Because this is the case of Tawheed where Muslims now are not really careful about it. Some Muslims, they don't care at all about Tawheed. Talk to, to them about so many things. But they don't talk about Tawheed. They don't want to talk about Tawheed. They say, okay, we know this Tawheed. You know Tawheed? Do we know Tawheed really? Do we do Tawheed as Muhammad Hassan means to do? Do we feel that when, when, when Allah has mentioned subhanahu wa ta'ala, our body goes like this? Our hair goes up? No, not that case. Not this case, unfortunately. So what actually need to say, we need really to go back and study Tawheed. Understand how Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, how Sahaba understood this scene and follow them in that. Then we will be in the track of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us in the hadith of the misled group, hadith of Iftiraq, and our cousin said, he said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the minister said that the Jew split it into 71 sects. All in Jahannam except one. The Christians blessed to 72 sects. All of them in Jahannam except one. And this Ummah will be blessed into 73 sects. All of them in Jahannam except one. So Sahaba, because they always are running after what Allah, Allah wants. They said, Ya Rasulullah, who are they? Who are they? Who are this one sect who is going to Jannah? The other is going to Jahannam. Who are they? We want to know. He said, whoever is in the, my way and my Sahaba's way. Man kana ala ana ashabi. So we need to study the path of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to be in the right way. When we study the path of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we see that from his age of 40 years old, when he started to be as a messenger of Allah wa ta'ala, he used to call for la ilaha illallah only. And for 10 complete years, until he had Isra and Mi'raj, he had nothing but la ilaha illallah. Then he was told that Salah, the second pillar of Islam, was implemented in Mi'raj, as you can remember. Then, talking about Zakah, Sol Ramadan, Hajj, that's in Medina. So, why don't we ask ourselves a question in here and say, why 10 years, complete years, of the best person ever walked on earth, of the best of the old messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, talking about nothing but la ilaha illallah. What's, what's the reason? What is the wisdom? There is a big wisdom behind that. Very big wisdom. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to build human being very strong. Very strong in their deen. He started to dig in the ground to make their lives built on la ilaha illallah. Built on monotheism. What was the result? This nation who were only Bedouins only having just sheep and camels became the leaders of the world. Why? Because they are Arabs or this or that? No. 
Because they observed La ilaha illallah, understood it, practiced it in their life, died for it. Where are the greatest Sahaba? In Medina only? No. In, in Syria, in Jordan, Palestine, in Egypt, in there and that. Why are they there? Why didn't they live with their families in Medina and enjoy their life? No. They understood that this deen with La ilaha illallah, they are changed totally. And they are no more for themselves. They are no more for themselves. If we want to be like Sahaba, let us go the way they do it. Let's do it the way they do it. They did it. We are supposed to be not for ourselves. We will be only for Allah and for His deen only. That's the way. Does that mean? What comes the question here? Say, what do you mean by that? You mean that we stay in masjid and recite Quran and pray only? No, this is wrong. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in His holy book, Allah does not want us to be Ruhban, stay in the masjid, Darawish, only pray and recite Quran. This is not the life of Islam. Islam is a complete way of life. You're eating, you're sleeping, everything in your life is Islam. If you do it with these two conditions, only for Allah, only the way of Rasulullah. That's it. Very similar, very easy. If we do it this way, we will be in the track of Muhammad Muhammad used to eat and sleep and marry and do all of these things. Does it mean that means that we worship Allah? Astaghfirullah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told in his holy book, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنْسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ And he created us and jinn also for only one reason. To worship him. So if this worshiping means only to us from Hajjaka, what about the rest of the life? What about the sleeping time? We are not worshiping Allah? No. Even sleeping is a worshiping. If it's only for Allah, the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Jabir ibn Abdullah radiallahu anhu an abi, he was a sahabi, his father was a sahabi. He used to say, I really hope that Allah will reward me for my sleeping like he is rewarding me for my praying at night. What is that? Means, he means that when I relax, when I sleep, to give my body enough rest to make Salat al-Majr jamaah I am worshipping Allah. Take a better example, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he told Sahaba that, when you take your wife to bed, you are worshipping Allah. Subhanallah, ishada. Yes, this is the truth. Because Islam is a complete way of life. Islam is not like, like changed Christianity now. They're saying, they can, Ibadah only one hour during the whole week is Sunday. That's Ibadah. They rest of life for shaitan. Is this life? Is what Allah created all these human beings, all these jinn for? No. Allah created us only subhanahu wa ta'ala for his worshipping. And his worshipping subhanahu wa ta'ala is salatum hajjakah, yes, but also, but also all of our life. Our earning for the money, our eating, our walking. When you come to the masjid, from your house to the masjid, you are an ibadah. That's why you're not supposed to make a lot of noisy. Because you're an ibadah. Your step to the masjid is ibadah. Subhanallah. You're going back home, it's ibadah. You're uh, enjoying your life with your family and teaching them and talking to them and being nice with them. This is ibadah. Going to work to earn halal money, this is ibadah. So all our life is ibadah. So this ibadah has to have two conditions. To be accepted by Allah, it has to have two conditions. Only for Allah, only the way of Rasulullah. In every case of our life. Yani, our intention, we have to be sincere, we have to be loyal to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. That's part of the meaning of La ilaha illallah. And our way of doing the ibadah has to be the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam only. And that's part of the meaning of Muhammad. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
Indian symbol. Although the Indian symbols of Muslims, they do not give it this way. They think khalas. We just we worship Allah the way we want. We make any kind of zikr. Hay, hay, hu, hu. From where you get this? Did Muhammad do this? Did Muhammad told us to stay in some room, dark rooms for 40 days? So we will be with Allah. Find me this. Is there any this? Quran, Sunnah, Mabi. So in this case now, we are not supposed only to have good intention, but also to know how to do it. A person who is having good intention to make ibadah and he make zikr which is not done by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is rejected. Upon the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Bukhari and Muslim also, he said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, man ahdatha bi amrina hadha, ma laysa minhu fa huwa rejected. So he's sincere, he's doing this for only for Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Still, there's another condition is not done in there. Another condition is that apply to be the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is just an introduction for our completing this dance of Tawheed, which is very important, as I said. We discussed this, the beginning of this chapter last week, and we said the author, rahimahullah, made a fantastic move when he concludes the whole kitab of Tawheed of this, with this chapter talking about the greatness of Allah. Greatness of Allah, something Whatever you say about it is still short, very short, when you talk about it. So we started this chapter with the ayah, Allah SWT said, وَمَا قَدَرُ اللَّهَ حَقَّ قَدْرِهِ وَمَا قَدَرُ اللَّهَ حَقَّ قَدْرِهِ No, they really did not estimate Allah correctly. They did not estimate Allah correctly. Allah SWT is high above that. Then he mentioned so many hadith about this case. Tonight we will talk about some hadith also to conclude this. First hadith is that, Narrated by Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma because he and his father are also Sahaba. Uh, he said radiallahu anhu that all heavens, Samawat and earth, seven earths also, in the hand of Allah. Be careful. Some people say, oh, why you say hand of Allah? Because Muhammad said so. And if Muhammad said so, we say so. But we don't say that the hand of Allah is like our hand. Wrong. Because we have clear eyes to tell us always, لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ Nothing like Allah. Whatever mentioned in Quran and Sunnah, we accept it, but we know it is not like the things we see. Allah has a face? Yes. He mentioned that in his holy book, subhanahu wa ta'ala. كُلُّ شَيْءٌ هَالِكٌ إِلَّا وَجْهَةٌ كل من عليها فان ويبقى وجه ربك سوى هذا وجه فيس بدوروك جو سي او وات كان فيس ذس لايك اور فيس نو ويت ا سكند ذس رونج تو سي الحمد لله الله سبحانه وتعالى رسول صلى الله عليه وسلم صحابه افتر ذات اندرستد ذس واي كلير تو اس ذس واي ذات هي هاز وات ايفر هي مينشن ذس بوك سبحانه وتعالى وات ايفر محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم سيد من السنه از اكسبتبل توتالي وذ نو داوت But we say, as he subhanahu wa ta'ala said, that nothing like him subhanahu wa ta'ala in every description or attribute or quality of him subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah has a hand. That's no doubt. Right. In this hadith, he said that these seven heavens and seven earths in the hand of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, like a seed of mustard. How big is that? Very small. Very small. In the hand of yours. One of you. You put one mustard in here. See the mustard in your hand. What is, how much is it for your hand? 
Almost nothing. Right? All of this universe in the hand of Allah universe, in the hand of Allah is nothing. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Be careful. Now we want to see, we don't want to imagine. We are not allowed to imagine Allah. But we will say that he described in here that these, all of this universe we are seeing is only just like a seed of a mustard in the hand of a human being. La ilaha illallah. So if that was in the time of Muhammad there were no telescopes or, or electronic telescopes and so on. What was in our time now? They are saying now that earth is this much. The sun is a lot much. The solar system is more, more and more. The galaxy, the galaxy of us, what they call the Milky Way, is more and more. But this galaxy, or galaxies, compared to the universe, nothing. This galaxy, the Milky Way, they said that the life is cutting this galaxy into 150 million years, light years. How is that? Don't, don't try. This is only what they discovered now. Maybe they will discover more than that. Who created them? Who is sustaining them? Who is taking care of them? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. How great is he? Why we say these things? Why we bring these things up to, to discuss? Because unfortunately when we see a Muslim who is really yani, unjustly talking about Allah or to, yani, saying things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is capable but when you say he is capable, yes he is capable of everything. Tell you what is. What is after believing that he is capable of everything? Inna Allah ala kulli shay'in qadir. Tell you what is. Just word he put in his mind, Ma'as-Salam. Subhanallah, is this worth the way? Like a person who is reciting Quran, MashaAllah, fantastically, his recitation is mia mia, but he's only reciting, and he doesn't know what he's saying, or he doesn't care. A'udhu billah, brother sister. Ah, that's a big problem here. When you read, Inna Allah shadeedu al-iqab, you should stop to shake. And when you read, Inna Allah ghafur rahim, you should smile and be happy because you are dealing with that Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala who is Ghafoor al-Rahim. But combine them. Don't take only Shadid al-Aqab alone or Ghafoor al-Rahim alone. Put, put them together and be in the middle. Don't go too much in the scary side. Don't go too much in the hope side. Be in the middle. We know that he is subhanahu wa ta'ala Shadid al-Aqab so we, we refrain from disobeying him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Especially with the case of politicism. Every other sin done by human being, there is a possibility of forgiveness, but not polytheism. And polytheism is the opposite of monotheism. Tawheed, Tawheed, Shirk are vice versa. And polytheism is the worst sin that ever human being could do. The worst sin that ever could do, be done by human being. And the evidence is there a lot. If you read the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will hear him subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَيُّ People who are doing polytheism will not be forgiven if they die as polytheists. They better be praised, whatever, even though. If he is the fantastic mutawwa, praying fast under the blocks and all of this, he's doing every good deed he, he can, but he is doing one polytheism in his life, 
አንዚህ ሄዳ ዝዳው ትገብንተስ ይዝቱ جہነም እነው ማይ ይሽሪክ ቢላህ ፈቀድ ሐረማ አላሁ አለይሂ ልጀነት ጀነት ፎርቢድን ፎርሂም ላ ኢላሃ ኢላ ላይ ሸሃዳ ሃው ታፍዝት ይስ ቢኮዝ ዱን ፈለዚዝም ኢዝ አክቹሊ አፍሪ ናቲ ቲንግ ቱ ዱ ወን ሰምወን ሬድ ሰምወን ቱ ደለፍ ኦፍ አላህ አርቡድ አላህ ስብሃነ ዳውን ቱ ደለፍ ኦፍ ሂዩማን ቢንግ ወን ሲ ቢቦል ጋውን ቱ ዴድ ቢቦል ኦር ቱ ግሬቭስ ኦር ቱ ስፔሻል አይዶል አን አስክ ኢንስቲድ ኦፍ አላህ አርቡድ አላህ ሀውዘ አውዱ ቢላህ ያ ሀውዘ ሂ ኢዝ ቡቲንግ ዘ ግሬቭ ዘ ብርድ ዘ ብርድ ኢን ዘ ግሬቭ ኦር ዘ ስፔሻል ኦፍ ቡዳ ኦር ዲስ ኦር ዳት ኢን ዘ ሴም ሌቨል ኦፍ አላህ ኦር ሜቢ ሞር ወን ዲስ ሲ አ ዴ ሜክ አሊ ኢብን አቢ ጣሊብ ሃይር ዘን አላህ አውዱ ቢላህ ወዲ ሜክል ሁሴይን ኢብን አሊ ሃይር ዘን አላህ ዲ አይ ዱንግ አፍሪ ባድ ፖሊሲ ዲአራት ሙስሊም ዘተኦ ፈይዱ ሰላ ያለ ሙሐመድ ረሱላህ አንዴ ፍሬ አንዴ ዱ ኢዝ ናት ዘ ኬስ ዘ ሜጀር ኬስ ዘት ሙሐመድ ሰለም ስፔንት 10 ኢየርስ ፎር ቱ ኦንሊ ኢዝ ቱ ሜክ ሹር ክሊርሊ ዘት ላ ኢላሃ ኢላላህ ሚዝ ኖ ፖሊሲ ነን ሀዘራት ቢወሰድ ክብድ አላህ ነን ነን አንዱን ይክብለን ሱብሃነ ተላሁ ዐለይሂ ወሰለም ወደፊ ሚን ባይ ወርሺፒንግ ወሽብክ ዘደውሊ ተራሰም ሐጀካ ያስ ዘይ ኖ ባዲ ጎ ቱ ዘ ግሬቭንግ ሜክ ሰላፍ ፎር ዘ ግሬቭ ራይት ኖ ባዲ ጎ ቱ ዘ ግሬቭንግ ሜክ ሰላፍ ኤክሰፕት ፎር ሰርተን ሰም ኬዝ ውዱ ወይ አባት ኖ ባዲ ጎ ቱ ዘ ግሬቭንግ ስላተር ፎር ዘ ግሬቭ ሜቢ ኢዝ ናት ሃፕኒንግ ሪግላሪ ባት ዋት ዊ ሴይ ዘ ዲስ ናት ዘ ኬስ ዊ ቶክ አባት ዊ ቶክ አባት ኤቭሪ ሲንግል ወርሺፒንግ ዘት አላህ ሱብሃነ ወተዓላ ወር መሐመድ ሰለላሁ ዐለይሂ ወሰለም ሜሽድ ዘት ዘ ወርሺፒንግ ወይ ሰመን አክ አደረና አላህ ሱብሃነ ወተዓላ ذوشبي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم حديث صحيح حديث الدعاء هو العباده كولينج ازيفات عباده ثم زي كولينج سوشال ساتش ديد بيرسون اوف كولينج ايفن محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم كولينج ستيشن او كولينج ذات وذس هي از اكشولي جيفنج ذا عباده ذوشبينج نتو الله بس سمبدي اس ديد محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم زي ان اني في الحديث كوريك حديث سيرت ووشبي ديدني استغفر الله يلف الصدق ابن عيسى بن مريم في سوره المائده درس تيج في سوره المائده يوسي ذات الله سبحانه وتعالى يسمي عيسى بن مريم ديد يو ساي تميد ذات ديد يو ساي يا عيسى تبيبو وشبني انا ما مر انت قلت للناس اتخذوني وامي الهين من دون الله قال سبحانك سبحانك عيسى بن مريم از واز افريد is clear that Christians worship him did he no proof no one can prove let even the Christians to say that Isa told him to worship him and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is better than Isa alayhi salam he is the best among all the messengers so he is the best Adam sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he clearly in his hadith told us even in praising praising he told us not over praising as the Christians over praised Isa now who will put someone who ever this one to the level of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala the one who is creator and sustainer of everything around you this universe that you cannot really measure so they cannot measure they are every day every day discovering more and more of these planets and these galaxies and so on who is controlling this who created it that's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala another hadith narrated by Zayd ibn Aslam and it's مرسل مرسل ميز ا نص من ذا ورد محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم نص ذيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم 
and the chain. But however, the, the meaning of it is correct because there is another hadith to make it strong. We'll see it later on. This hadith said, the seven skies in the kursi of Allah. Now we have the sky, we have the kursi, we have the arsh. Three major, huge, created things. This huge universe we have discovered or discussed just a few minutes ago in the kursi of Allah wa ta'ala is like a small round iron piece thrown in a laser in the kursi. Let me repeat this again. This whole universe, all these skies, all these stars is like a, a round piece of metal, iron, thrown in a, a large and wide desert. And this desert is the Kursi. Ayat al-Kursi, you know Ayat al-Kursi? Ayat al-Kursi, the Surah al-Baqarah, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told Abu al-Mundir, he told him, do you know what is the best ayah in Quran, in the book of Allah? He said, Allah alladhi la ilaha illa huwa al-hayyu al-qayyum la ta'akhudhu sirtuhu al-nom. He told him, that's the knowledge. Ayat al-Kursi is telling us about the Kursi of Allah wa ta'ala. Ibn Abbas said that the Kursi is the place for the feet of Allah wa ta'ala. Who said so? Ibn Abbas. Not me, not you. Ibn Abbas, the Habr of Ummah, the one who learned from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he took this, of course, from the Quran and Sunnah, understanding from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As you will see later on, inshallah. Another hadith that Abu Dhar said, the same case, Malkursi, now, we talk about Samawat in the Kursi. Now, Al-Kursi itself, in the Arsh, is like another piece of iron, small piece of iron thrown in the desert. Seems to me that our minds now cannot go too much. We are stuck now. We said now, this universe with these stars, galaxies, and so on, all of these are like this, in the desert, for the Kursi. And because it's so beautiful, like this, and the, and the desert, and the desert is the arsh. How about Allah? Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. We can't say anything about that. That's the greatness of Allah, tabaraka wa ta'ala. We are dealing with the greatest, subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are, we are supposed to glorify him and think of him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, as the greatest. That's why we say, he can see us and hear us everywhere we are. And he is every piece of sound, wherever it is. Whether an ant under this thing, or a human being in the United States, or another human being in Russia, or anywhere. He knows the language, subhanahu wa ta'ala, he knows every voice, including the animals. And he hears them all, and he knows whatever they say, subhanahu wa ta'ala. La ilaha illallah. How are we going to deal with this great one, subhanahu wa ta'ala? The greatest, subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's a big case. That's why Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah said that steps of being a true mu'min is to start of knowing Allah. First step for a person to be a good mu'min is to know who is Allah. And after that you will know his deen. Then after that you will practice what he told you to do. Then after that you will call and convey this thing you learned to the others. Then you will have problems, you have to have patience. That is Surah Al-Asr. 
ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه من هذا الحديث ذات between every sky or heaven and the other one is a movement of 500 years now be, be careful 500 years now what kind of movement or traveling he's talking about is it by colors by walking by what we don't know is not mentioned in here but we say yes between every sky and the other there is 500 years of traveling every sky and another طيب and between the seventh sky and Al-Kursi another 500 years between Al-Kursi and the water where Al-Arsh is top of it 500 years between Al-Arsh and the, the water also and Al-Arsh is top of the water and Allah Ta'ala is top of the Arsh this hadith Imam Al-Zahabi Rahimahullah said it is correct and it has some other evidences of it What's meant of this, of this hadith is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us uh, upon the understanding of this sahabi from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that the distance between each sky is huge. They discovered now some of these when they discovered these galaxies and these skies and we are astonished when we read about these galaxies and these Things, يعني we say, they, they gave us an example of uh, talking about the stars as an example. They say stars are not the same. There is orange stars. These are the weakest. Then the yellow stars. Then the white stars. Then the blue stars. Our sun is one of the yellow ones. So it's not so strong actually. Our strongest sun, we, are, we, are, we cannot stand in there in the summer and in the afternoon, although there is 93 million miles between us and, and the sun, we cannot stand in the moon in the summer under the sun. And it's only a yellow category. Now what about, what about the blue ones? Allahu Akbar. Try once to go in the desert in a clear night and there is no moon. And look to the sky. Just have a time to watch the sky. Go back in your back, relax in your back and watch the stars. You'll be amazed. All these stars, all these planets, who created them? That's what you see by your own bare eyes. What if you just use some telescopes? What if you use this automatic or digital telescopes and so on? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So many things you Subhanallah say who is create who created this? Who is owning them? Who is the owner? Who is the sustainer? That's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The greatest subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these distances are not really strange when you talk like this. But as we said, we don't know what is he using in this distance so we can calculate. Then in the end of the hadith other hadith was the same almost the same thing. He said, Allah is the top of all and nothing is hidden from him, tabarak wa ta'ala. Nothing is hidden from, hidden from him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. He knows everything. In the hadith of Muhammad that Allah is the hears, hears, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the footsteps of an ant in a black rock in a dark night. You and I cannot hear. That's what, although we are, if we put our ear just beside the ant itself, You can't hear. 
Allah Suleyman was given the capability of understanding the bird's language, the animal's language. They said that he was going to make a tisqa, you know tisqa to call for rain. And he, when he came, he found some animals in their backs and they're raising their hands. So Suleyman said, go back, he told his people, go back, you already, somebody did it for you, go back. Animals are raising their hands to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We raise our hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we don't get rain. Why? Because, because we are very good. Allah loves us. Not true. Not true. In time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in time of Sahaba, as soon as they raise their hands, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send rain. In fact, I have seen myself, and I was a kid, with, with some villagers who are really clean, not like us now, Allah subhanahu I went with them once. When they go, they take something to put in their head. So the rain will come, they are ready for it. I went with them one day, I still remember this when I was kid that time. I went with them, we, we made a tisqa, we had rain. Before we come back from the, the Musalla al-Eid, Musalla al-Eid, Musalla al-Sisqa, we had rain. What happened? Even that time, they were villagers far away from this dunya, prophets of this dunya. They're trying to be, that's why I, my father was telling me, one hour before I fetched a prayer, Masjid is already full. Masjid is already full. One hour before I fetched repair. Ish had Now, one hour after I fetched repair, everybody is sleeping. Hardly they wake up for work. What happened? Are we really great, yani, glorifying Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala in this way? Subhanallah wa bihamda. I don't want to make, you, uh, to make you feel down. I don't want to put you down. I'm just trying to remind myself and you that we are not really doing what we are supposed to do. We want to be in the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We want to meet him in Jannah, ya akhi. Let's do it. Let's try it. We can. Yes, we can. If we do our best, we are... Allah will never ask us to do things that we cannot... It's impossible for us. No. He told us to do things and refrain from things that we can do. We can refrain from. But it's the case that we are not really... Doing our best in that. Allah Musta'ala. That hadith we have mentioned is concluding the case of Kitab Tawheed. And in this conclusion and in this ending, I want really to give myself and you brothers one advice. Don't we want to meet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Sahaba in Jannah? Don't we? Oh yes. We do. We have this fantastic hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be Rahim with us. He will forgive us and He will send us to Jannah. But forgiveness, dear brothers, doesn't come to everybody, a list of you who deserve to be forgiven. Rahmah will not come to everyone, a list of you who deserve to be, to have Rahmah from Allah wa ta'ala. Who are they? Those who have tried their best, even if they did not succeed. When a man came to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, Ya Rasulullah, I make a mistake. He said, Repent to Allah. He said, I do, but I go back again and follow the same mistake. He said, Repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, I do it third time, he said, even 100 times. The more you make tawbah, you are on the right track. Make shaitan get angry. Some ulama said, Shaitan sometimes is really feeling 
sorry that he made this person fall into bad things. Because after these bad things he become better than before. Because of Tawbah and good deeds he is doing. So Shaitan is very sad that he did this to him. What we want to say actually is that we want all of us to live in Jannah. To see Allah in Jannah. To see Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. To see Sahaba. We want to leave this dunya when we leave it, when Allah decides that we leave it, as true Muslims. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanat taqullaha haqqa tuqatihi wala tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun. Don't die. Don't die unless you are Muslim. This is the meaning of the ayah. How can I do this? By doing your best. By doing my best to be in the right track of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Even if I have to eat a lot of my desires, even if I have to eat little, to wear little, to live as whatever, I don't have, I don't have to run in this dunya to be in the, the, the top. Why we are always trying to be in the top of dunya, not in the top of deen? Why we are always putting our best to be in the top of dunya? A person who is a manager, he wants to be a general manager. If he is a general manager, he wants to be until he reach what? What is the end of this dunya? As Muhammad was told in the hadith that when human being, Ibn Adam, if we have complete value of gold, valley full of gold, he will say, Alhamdulillah, khalas, no. He will ask another valley. He will ask for another valley. Another valley. And if he has two, he will ask for first. And he said, Sallallahu Alaihi nothing will fill the mouth of Ibn Adam except the soil. Soil, put in the mouth, khalas, stop. Why are we running? We will continue running. Let's just imagine one of us or all of us will become like Bill Gates. So what? What is? Well, why? I don't want to be like Bill Gates. Bill Gates is a cavalry, yeah. What do I want to be like him? I want to be like Muhammad and his Sahaba. I want to at least try to be like them. To be in their way. To be in their back. Because when I leave this dunya, maybe I will leave this dunya now, tomorrow, after one week, two weeks, one year, one month, 200 years. So what? I will die, I will die. But to die in the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. To die that I am trying my best because this is not so easy. Don't think it's just a case of decision I will make and go. No. It's a case that I'm going to suffer. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us clear in his holy book that everyone who is trying to be in the right of Allah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he will suffer problems. <laughs> Fitna, fit will be for each one of us. We are tested by children. We are tested by money. We are tested by this dunya. Everything in this dunya we are tested by. Allah is testing us with these things. To see how are we. Yani to test you. He created death and life to test you. How are we going to do? He gave you the money to test you. He gave you the children to test you. He gave you, ah, he gave you the health to test you. What are we going to do with this? are going to use them the way he wants, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the way, the way he likes, then you are on the right track. If someone else is using them to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he failed the test. And a failure should suffer his failure. That he did it by him or himself. Maybe he will be repent, he will repent later on. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. But he will must try his best once, twice, twenty times just to be in the right track of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So when this comes, he will be happy to die. Is this possible? Yes. Yes. Sahaba, when they die, they are happy. 
good people, when they die, they are happy to die because they're leaving this dunya and the ahidic of this dunya to the Jannah. Jannah and the grave and Jannah and the judgment day. Bilal ibn Rabah radiallahu anhu, he was a slave. He was beaten by his master because he accepted Islam. He reverted to Islam, this is the correct word to say. But he was one of the best. Muhammad told him that he heard his footsteps in Jannah. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. When he was dying, his wife said, Wow, what a tragedy. Wa musibata. He said, Don't say so. Say, Wa farhata. What a happy day. Ghadan nalqal ahibbah Muhammadan wa sahbah. Tomorrow we'll meet Muhammad Do we feel that we want to die? No, of course not. Because we are not in the good track. We are not in, and we want to make some good, more good. But we don't, we don't do this. We want, we do not want to die, we do not want to do some good thing. So what are we going to do with it? And we hate this, and we hate to be in the right track. Because we do not want to be in the right track, because this will cost us a lot. You find a person who is working in, in a wrong place, getting haram money, including this, oh, Allah, Sheikh, Allah, Abu Rahim. The hadith is haram money. You are taking haram money, bribe this, that. Stop doing this, ya what are you going to do with this money when you die when they are all from haram? Then you will suffer in the judgment day? But before all of this actually, should, we should think really and talk about the case of monophism and polyphism. This is a major case. Before we talk about haram things, we have to talk about worse, which is something that is worse than haram, which is polyphism among Muslims now. We have to be very careful. Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told us in the hadith about the seven destroying things. He made that shirk in the top of it. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in his holy book, how dangerous is shirk, he subhanahu wa ta'ala told us clearly in so many ayah that shirk will destroy the person who is falling into it and he will be forbidden from Jannah and he, his, all his good deeds will be fruitless, useless, voided. He prayed so many times, he did all of these good deeds and they are done for nothing. Fruitless, useless, voided, nullified. Why? Because he fell into politics, as Allah told us in this book. Concluding this whole case, whole verse, I ask Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, the greatest, to gather us all in Jannah. Allahumma ya hayu ya qayyum ya dal jalali wal ikram ya ahad ya samad ya man lam yalid wa lam yulid wa lam yakun lahu kufu anahad. Atayna lihada al-masjid. واجتمعنا في هذا المسجد راجينا أن تجمعنا بنبيك صلى الله عليه وسلم في الجنة اللهم لا تردنا خائبين يا حياقيو اللهم لا تردنا خائبين يا حياقيو اللهم لا تردنا خائبين يا رجالك اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا وصلنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم اجعل خاتمتنا خاتمة حسنة اللهم احسن ختامنا ويسر حسابنا ويمن كتابنا اللهم يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك اللهم صل وسلم وزد وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين وجزاكم الله خير في هذا الكورس الذي هير هابيتو هير